0: soundly so right now our listeners get 30% off headspace's entire library of meditations just go to headspace.com sleeppod for 30% off your subscription but only until may 12th this is the best deal offered right now head to headspace.com sleep today this is the smart passive income podcast with pat flynn session number 274 it's time to get down Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now, your host, he once played in a steel drum band, Pat Flynn. What's up everybody, Paflin here. Thank you so much for joining me in this session of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. So this coming Monday is a huge day in the life of SPI, in the life of, of, of my business. A brand new course is coming out there to help you. It's one that's been asked for for so long and it was beta tested and we put it together. We tested it and it's now gonna be available to the public for the first time ever, July 17th through July 24th. It's my brand new course called Power Up Podcasting. It's there to help you streamline the process of getting your podcast set up and running and launched. Not just setting up your podcast, but how to launch it properly, how to market it. And then later on down the road, how to automate it, how to start monetizing it, all those kinds of things. And I'm there to hold your hand all the way through, even get access to me through office hours. Plus there's a community there to help you as well. This was a course that I beta tested actually in front of a live audience. And here's the thing going into this, and I'll tell you why it happened in a minute. But going into this presentation, which I knew was going to include a pitch at the end, uh, I was scared, really, really scared because I am not somebody who was always very comfortable selling. It often scared me and I just, you know, just wasn't very good at it to start. Uh, And traditionally, it was just something that always scared me. That's why I had done affiliate marketing for so long. And even though people had been begging me and asking me for courses of all different types, I just said, no, I'm gonna give away away that information for free and I'll just make money off the affiliate commissions. And I've soon realized that uh, that's a very dangerous thing to do because if you rely specifically and only on affiliate marketing, um, any of those relationships with those companies could go away for whatever reason and then there goes your income. It's always best to have your own stuff to sell if possible. So for the longest time, I was doing affiliate marketing and I have now since this year have actually been selling my own courses. And it's been amazing. It's been awesome. And it's been so cool to have something that I can confidently sell. However, this particular time, I was creating a course specifically for Shalene Johnson's audience who were very much in need of a podcasting course and somebody to help teach them. And it was Shalene who challenged me to come to her stage at Marketing Impact Academy in March of 2017 and sell this brand new product on stage. And that is something I never thought I would do and I'll tell you more about how that went down in just a minute, but I will say that I, we also have an amazing guest coming on and that is Shaleen Johnson, the one who actually challenged me. And we talked specifically about how to avoid that slimy feeling that you get when you sell. Not how to trick your audience. No, that's not what this is about. It's about how to serve your audience through the products that you have to offer them. And the thing is, if you don't have confidence in what you're selling, if you feel slimy about selling this thing that you actually know is gonna help people, well, then your audience is gonna feel not very confident in what it is that you're offering and more than likely not purchase. So it's not about being a slime ball. It's about how to get over those feelings of becoming a slime ball when you know that you actually have something great to offer. And we're gonna talk about that in this episode. But I I, I wanna take you back into time, actually, like we always do. We get into the the DeLorean here on the show. And uh, I'm gonna take you back to 2013. I was invited to speak at an event in Chicago and it was where a number of internet marketers were gonna come and provide a lot of value to a large audience. And what was really cool is that I got to invite 10 people in my audience to come for free. And so I did that and it was great. I got to meet some of my fans there and speak on stage. But here's the thing, I remember sitting in the audience and watching the first person speak. And it was it was one of those events where there's only one stage and everybody watches everybody who, who speaks. And the first person was amazing. Oh my gosh, just such mind-blowing content. And then all of a sudden, 45 minutes in the presentation it turned into a pitch fest and it was one of those things that I just in my head I realized that people were invited for free to go to this event because the organizer was going to make money the back end of it from all these sales and the way that a lot of these people were pitching it was just it was just getting under my skin a little bit and to see just Hordes of people get up and spend three, four, five thousand dollars on things that I just. Uh, I mean, I I want to give credit to the, to those people who were selling because they did it very well. And again, I didn't know much about them or their product, but they had great presentations, they had great pitches. But it was just, I just, I just couldn't imagine doing that. So actually, at that event, when I spoke and I got up, I was the only speaker to not sell anything. And it, I think it, it was just going on so much; every speaker was pitching that when I finally got up, which was on the last day, and I said, hey guys, I, and I actually kind of re- rearranged my presentation to sound like a pitch at the end for something that I actually gave away for free. And so people actually got up and applauded. And so that ingrained in my head that selling on stage was bad. And so when I was invited to this event from Sh- by Shaleen to go to Marketing Impact Academy and sell this course, I was immediately thinking that I was going to become one of those people that I really didn't agree with. And it really was a big challenge for me. And Shalene and I had a number of conversations about this and she really helped my mindset around this idea that I had something amazing to offer and she was calling on me for help and her audience needed my help. And that alone was enough to kind of get me over the edge to actually try this thing out. And there was a lot of work done with the presentation to still provide value even if people didn't purchase. And you it's similar to the webinar formula, Um, but here's the thing, I went up on stage, I shared my story. I shared about how podcasting can change my life and what it did for me. I shared a lot of the content that I learned related to podcasting that I knew was gonna be helpful for people no matter what content medium they used. And then about an hour in actually, I had had about two hours on stage available to me. About an hour in, I started talking about this product and the craziest thing happened. When I shared that I had this product that was gonna be available for this audience as a beta test, Uh, it was called Power Up Podcasting, I actually got an applause. And that kind of freaked me out. I didn't expect that. So I, 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 I share my story and then I reveal that I have this product that I want to offer for people who want to start a podcast and the fast track to do so. And I got an applause from the audience. And I don't know if it's because the audience knew me and knew that I had trouble selling or knew that I just was finally coming out with my own products after doing this for eight years. But that applause like got me going and it got me motivated. And then the craziest part was that before I even revealed the price point of that product, people were already getting up out of their seats because the way it works at these events is you hand out forms and people fill out these forms with their information. And then they go to the back of the room where they then uh, do that transaction to get access to the course later on. Um, people were getting up and going to the back even before I mentioned the price. And it just it just blew me away. And the thing about this event was I was going into it very scared that I knew I was going to sell some and I was very scared that I was going to go home after selling a few of these things and wanting to take a shower and just feeling like a sleazeball and and just wanting to, you know, there was like a a clip I remember from Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, where he had just done something he wasn't supposed to and then like was in the shower naked in the corner, like crying. Like that's how I thought I was going to be. And I felt the exact opposite because immediately after I spoke, I went to the back of the room to thank all the new customers, and they were thanking me. Pat, thank you so much for this opportunity to get this course. Pat, this is exactly what I needed. I'm just so grateful that you're here. Thank you so much. Can we take a picture? It just kept going. And there was a line of about 160 people who purchased. We took pictures, I thanked them, they thanked me, and I got home, and I just had to kind of let it all resonate with what had just happened. And I felt great. It, that, was the, that was the most amazing feeling I've had in a while in terms of what I was doing and selling. I felt great selling something. And then to see the students go through the course and actually now have their podcast up on iTunes to leave these amazing testimonials, man, now I want to do it some more, right? This has completely changed my mindset about selling. And it's all about what it is you're offering and how you offer it. It's not about tricking your audience and having them believe something that isn't true. It's about you knowing that this thing that you have to offer is truly worth what it is that you're sharing in the in the offer that you're that you making. So I cannot wait to talk about this because I know a lot of you struggle with this. I've struggled with it for years. So this is a very personal episode and I cannot wait to have Shaleen come on uh, who is experienced with selling and selling great products. Uh, everything from infomercial related things to her own products, to events, those kinds of things. So let's not wait any further. Here she is, Shalene Johnson from Build Your Tribe, The Shalene Show, and shalenejohnson.com Hey everybody, what's up? I'm so happy to welcome back Shalene Johnson on the show. Shalene thank you so much for being here.
1: Pat, this is my honor, I'm so excited.
0: You know, this is gonna be, I feel like, one of the most important episodes that people can listen to. And to set this up, I want to talk about how I used to be, I would say, a couple years ago. And to keep this short, I just didn't feel good about selling. Selling, Mm -hmm. to me, was slimy. I was making money through affiliate marketing, so I didn't feel like that was selling. I was just essentially offering recommendations based on what I was using. But when I got to the point at which I realized that I had to sell and we'll talk about why in a minute, um, I just felt I just felt icky and, and slimy. And I know this is a, a topic that you're very passionate about, Shaleen, and you've actually helped quite a bit to help me break through a lot of the mental barriers related to this. Um, can you can you speak on like why do you think that most people feel this way when it comes to selling things?
1: Because we've been taken advantage of before. We've all bought things that we felt pressured or guilted or um, tricked into buying. And so our radar is is on high alert that we are going to be taken advantage of. And nothing feels worse than being taken advantage of. And it's not that we don't believe that we're helping our audience or helping someone when we're selling something. We just don't want to trigger that alarm in someone else. I think that's why people feel that way. Um, Unless of course, and I think there's exceptions to that, unless of course, You're selling something you don't believe in, in which case your guilt is appropriately placed.
0: Right. Well, let's let's talk about that really quick. I think a lot of people um, come from a place of, of serving and wanting to do that. And there are a certain percentage of people who know that they're just scammy slimy snake oil salesman and, and I don't even want to get into that because I think it's obvious that well maybe they just feel guilty because they know that they don't believe in what they're what the, what they they're offering so it's really important to have that belief that what it is that you have to offer is worth it and I know a lot of people who have amazing things to offer who still experience this fear and and mm-hmm. and because of it they sell but without confidence and as a result they don't yeah get, they don't get great
1: numbers right <laughs> right right have you ex- ever also, experienced that in the past yes and how do you feel right when somebody offers you something and they you can just tell they're um they're not comfortable with it they're they're not completely confident in what they've just offered to you and therefore it affects your confidence it affects the way you feel about this thing you know it, the example i can think of is if you've ever bought an outfit that isn't even at all your style, but there's something about the store that you bought in and the way the salesperson felt you looked in it and the way they convinced you. And I believe that they might have thought you looked amazing in it. So you, you probably feel better about that outfit than maybe you should. And it had a lot to do with that person's belief and confidence and opinion of how you looked in that outfit, even though when you look in the mirror, you're like, huh, should I have bought this? So my point is the way we feel about what it is we offer to our audience affects their experience with that thing. So if they're already walking into this with a confidence, with a belief that it's going to help them, then the likelihood of them going through it with the right attitude and having the right outcome is much higher. So we're really doing our our audience and the people that we serve a great disservice by having low Confidence. Imagine if you sent your kids off to school each day, and you're like, "Yeah, um, ugh, I, I, school is good for you. I, I, you know, I think I think you're going to learn some stuff. You know, you you've got to get them pumped up about life, or they go into it with an attitude that isn't going to serve them."
0: Right, but but I think the act of selling and telling somebody that you have something that's right for them and, and mm-hmm. collecting a payment, I mean, that just scares the crap out of people. Even if you really believe in what you are offering, like how do you connect what you're offering with asking for people to pay money for it? I think that's really where people are struggling.
1: It's a mindset shift. Now, when we started, Pat, you said in the beginning, I didn't like selling but I was doing affiliate marketing, which, and you said very quickly, which was just making recommendations, which was helping my listeners. And so I want to ask you, how is offering something that you've created, if you've created something, isn't that your belief that you're going to create that because it's going to help your listeners?
0: Yes, I then, then, then kind of diving deeper into this, it might be mm-hmm. a lack of confidence in the quality that I've potentially put into something. Mm-hmm. And I've actually yeah, experienced also- that before.
1: I I listened to an episode on your podcast where you were talking about this kind of uh, online. I forget what it was, but you, it, there was a, it was a continuity program where they paid monthly. Yep. and And um, boy, I wanted I really wanted to sit down with you after listening to that episode because I think you and when I, when I was listening to that, I'm like you let them talk your confidence down, you know, in that process and. Mm. When when we have when we're thinking about what it is we're creating for people, you just have to start and you want to price things so that you feel almost um, like people are taking a, the price is so dang good that it is a crime that you're offering it to people at this price. And the only way to do that is to over deliver and under price under-price it. And that's how I feel like when, you know, in fact, I I wouldn't say that this is advice I would give to everyone because I've I've made this mistake. I've given way too much to people because of my own insecurities about that. Like, for example, our program, the Marketing Impact Academy, Mm -hmm. it is we market it as being an eight week course. I'm just going to like be very transparent right now. We market it as being an eight week course. It's not. It's a 16 week course. It's it's giving you your business life. Like we cover everything from developing a business to reaching your targeted audience to marketing on every single social media platform to running Facebook ads to you name it. But it's so much that people don't get all the way through it, which means I've got to work extra hard to remind people that you don't need anything else. Just go back in. Right. But that's because of my own insecurities. In pricing something in the higher price range mm-hmm. and saying, I just I and and maybe in securities, but it's also how I overcome selling a product that's priced at over $2,000. I need I need to feel like when I'm saying to my audience, you you cannot believe what you're getting for this price. You will be shocked. It will give you I need to believe that so much that my face turns red with passion that I'm almost getting mad at people because I'm giving them I'm saving them so much money. So the one way you can overcome that is, number one, lower your price to a point at which you you really feel passionately. This is such an amazing opportunity for people or deliver more, you know, perfect your product so that you feel so confident when you tell people the opportunity that's available to them, that people who don't take advantage of it, you almost feel bad for them.
0: <laughs> well, then why not just give it away for free?
1: <laughs> well, because you also want people to have skin in the game. Mm-hmm. You and I both know this. If, if, if I give somebody one of my, this is great because the platform that we use for a lot of our academies actually will show me what percentage of each lesson each of my students has watched. Which is awesome. Cause it's like it's like as if your teacher could actually see what homework you really did and what homework you copied and and if in fact you're studying. So I can log in and I can see exactly how much each one of my students is watching. And I, I can tell you that there's been many instances where I have given away product or have even offered one of my products as a bonus for free to uh, you know kind of incentivize them to make another purchase. Mm-hmm. People who get it as a bonus and people who get it for free don't freaking do it because there's no investment. And once I figured that out, whether it was like someone who's like, I swear, I swear I'll go through every single lesson. Please just give me a scholarship. And we do it. And I always track it because I can't, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for that day when somebody shocks me and actually goes all the way through. And there's been a few exceptions, but in general, when people don't have an investment, they don't value what it is they've they've got in front of them.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember when I first started getting really serious about fitness, and this was. After I had my first kid, uh, Keone, who's now seven. But I remember after he was a baby, I wasn't working out. I wasn't eating well. I just felt very tired. I was like huffing and puffing, going up the stairs. Mm-hmm. I needed to change. <laughs> and so I was telling my friends this and they said, hey, Pat, like I, I have a a 90 P90X video. like I'll give it to mm-hmm. you and and you should just do it. And I, I knew that if I had taken his offer, I wouldn't have done the thing I wouldn't have gone through the, through the daily ritual of getting on and watching Tony Horton do his thing. Right. I knew that I had to go and pay for it in order for me to, like you said, have skin in the game and actually be motivated to do it. So I did, and my friends thought I was crazy. Like, why? Why would you pay for it? Like, it's right here. Like, take it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But you're right. That skin in the game is is really important. So then here, it, that begs the question. Well, then, how do you know what price to charge?
1: Well, there's a couple of different ways you can look at that. Um, I will say this. I don't believe today we'd be creating anything on a pad of paper and brainstorming because we have access to what is the most valuable thing in the world when it comes to infomercials. So, Pat, as you know, um, a lot of your listeners may know me from from the infomercials that I've done. The show that's on TV right now is called Pio, And right now it's doing really well. It's a, It's in, been in the number one spot for a couple of months. My and, wife loves it. Oh, awesome. That's great to hear. I love her. Uh, but one thing that, you know, for the last 10 years, I've learned from the money that it requires to invest to do an infomercial is you can't guess at how to price things or what your market wants. So we would conduct these very expensive um, focus groups to figure out like, okay, so what are the words that they're looking for and wh- how do they feel about this name and, and what do they like about the pricing and how would it affect um, people's buying decisions if it were priced at two payments or one flat payment and wh- what should that price point be? Well, the average new entrepreneur can't afford a $10,000 focus group or some, you know, as much as $100,000 for a focus group. Mm -hmm. But what every entrepreneur can do who has even, say, 20 or 30 followers in social media is ask your audience. So one thing I recommend people do is, before you price it, don't even guess at what you're going to price it, offer it As a beta test to a very select group of your target audience, not your best friends, not the ones who are going to, you know, say what you want to hear, but an audience, a very small audience to take them through it, have them go through your program, have them finish it, have them tell you how it can be improved, where they got stuck, what they would like more of, what they wanted less of everything. And then in the end, they're doing that in exchange for information. And what should this be priced at? How, what would you have paid for this? How valuable was this to you? How did this help you? How much money did this save you? Um, and, and those kinds of things make it so much easier. And then therefore, you feel so much more confident about your pricing.
0: Right. And your product, because you're going to realize it's actually helping people. Yes. At that point, I can't
1: tell you how many how many programs we've been able to to fix before we ever released them and that we've been able to land the right price from the beginning because we use a beta test, a beta test group. And you you can charge for a beta test. In fact, I now one of the things I teach to my own students is you need to charge for the beta test or mm-hmm. people even people won't won't do it. Even though it's free, you've, you've got to charge even if it's a, um, a lower price, you have to let people know that this is the beta test price, you're getting this deeply discounted price in exchange for um, information, you know, I, I just tested 15,000 people through a, a diet program that we're going to be launching later this year. And um, you know, that that was explained up front. You know, you're going to get this deeply discounted price. You're going through the beta testing of this. We'll fix it, revise it and improve it based on your feedback. But we really you're agreeing to do this based on this price that you'll give us your feedback. And then at the end of it, we send a, a very simple survey and I, I ask them everything. And the the responses back were priceless,
0: priceless. Can you, can you share like one or two of the responses that were really kind of eye opening totally space.
1: oh my gosh yes it's and it's like oh man i knew that like smack my hand upside my head one thing they said was it's too much information mm. i would have paid more if there was less and I, that's hard for, like my brain thinks wow really yeah, yeah there's there, there were just there were too many lessons so then we we dialed it back and um thought okay so and then we just continued with more we were able to ask more and more questions like so what does that mean what pieces were too much Um, How do you want it delivered? Uh, What's the right amount of content? Because sometimes we think, well, if I just give people more, I can price it more. But if you think about it, the most valuable thing in the world to people is their time. So it's not always that you can price a program that has a lot of detail at a higher price point. It's what kind of a result can you deliver in the shortest amount of time possible.
0: Yeah, I love that. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing the inside scoop on that. I th- uh, I've seen what you've talked about related to that test um, on Instagram and actually on Snapchat as well. That's yeah. it, I, I think it's a great example to follow. So thank you for that. Now here, another
1: thing I would say that they said to us was that in some of the videos where I was teaching kind of in-depth content mm-hmm. that became a little bit sciency, they they just flat out t- told me, you know, watching you on video is distracting. Because I'm a girl or I'm a female and so I'm looking at your lipstick and I'm w- wondering where you bought your jewelry and oh, then I real? realized <laughs> five minutes have gone by and I haven't paid attention to what you're saying. So we revised it, tested it again and turned those important science-based lessons into audios and we got a much better response.
0: Ah, interesting. See, so you're putting up work up front, but it's to a test, to understand, okay, how to feel about this and what's working, what's not, how to price it, all those things. I think that's really important. It's not anything that happens overnight, but it's definitely worth the process. Now, if I were to ask you, Shaleen, going back to this idea of, of selling and being comfortable with it, um, it are, are, are there strategically ways that are better than others to feel good about selling and yeah. how like give us the good ways to do it
1: it has to authentically be something that has helped you and you want to help other people with people will often say to me so what do you think you're going to be doing five years from now and I always answer I don't know and I don't care but I can tell you this I don't need to plan that I because I know I will be helping people avoid whatever i've just been through or i will be helping people understand whatever challenge i've just um, overcome mm-hmm. and and because that's what makes me passionate that's what gives me purpose that's what makes me feel like i'm supposed like these weird things that happen to us i always believe there this was meant to happen because i'm meant to help i'm here not for myself i'm here to help other people and and when i serve i feel whole and when i serve i It's just an amazing feeling. So one of the most important things you can do is look at what your challenges have been. And if you just tell that story of how you got over it, whatever that is, or through it, or around it, or saved yourself time, or you know, anytime you're just the same way you would sit down with a friend who is about to go through something you've already been through, you feel good about the fact that you can save them Time, money, agony, stress, anxiety, heartache, and that feels really good. So start by telling your story. And then the next, and so I always tell people, just get good at telling the story of how you got to the other side. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't got to the other side, then it's not time to help people yet, right? Like you've, you've got to get through it and to have some opportunity that people are looking forward to, like the possibility has to be there for others to see that and to believe that it's possible for them too.
0: I love that. I, so, so that's that's the point in the conversation where a person might say, "Then, well, Shilin, I, I completely understand your motivations for doing this. This is this is awesome. It's coming from a place of giving and serving, and from your heart, based on situations that you've been in as well and how you've gotten to the other side. Tell me about the product." And so, when people come to that point in the conversation, and it doesn't matter where this conversation is happening, when you begin to start talking about your product specifically, your solution for them, I think. At that point, for a lot of people, is when the sliminess comes, yeah. or, or or the icky feeling where you have to like take a bath afterwards comes. How, yes. ha, like, what's the best way to present your product in a way that's going to make it a, an, an honest, authentic serving mm-hmm. situation, as opposed to, mm-hmm. oh, here is all the things that are going to make you pay for this?
1: Yes, this. I am so glad you brought this up because I think this is the number one mistake that people make when they get to that point. Is in their minds they start thinking, oh man. I've just told my story and now I've got to sell. And I think that's a wrong way to look at this. And, and we can tell your voice. I've watched people do this. Their voice changes, their demeanor changes. They stumble for their words when they get to this point in the sale. And to me, that's someone who's no longer serving. They actually have switched from serving to selling. And if you stay in the mode of serving, you won't do this. But here's what you have to avoid. You have to avoid that script, the thing that you think other people want to hear is included or that it, it, it gives you or that it's going to do for you or that sets it apart. You really have to stick to your own script. So for me, in most cases, what I'm doing is I'm when I'm going to sell, let's just say that I'm, I, I'm offering something to my audience on Facebook. And I've done this. I've, I've done my own launches kind of infomercial style mm-hmm. on, on Facebook. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. I just can't <laughs> thank you enough. I'm, I'm like, am I really doing this for free? I can't even believe he's not charging me. But, you know, I'll go live on Facebook and and I start by doing this. Here, here's my formula. Hook them with the problem. So you've got to grab them with, you know, that qualifying question and that's not necessarily a hook i see that as serving my audience to say is this worth should you even be staying tuned for the next 30 minutes because if the answer to this question is yes stay and if it's not keep scrolling you know have you uh, so i might say have you been like exercising yourself into the ground and you just you're pounding your joints, it feels like you're working out longer and longer and more intense, and you're adding all these workouts and you're eating cleaner, you're eating like super clean and now you're eating fewer calories and it is crazy cuz the scale is not freaking moving. If that is something you can relate to, stay tuned cuz I'm going to address why that's happening. If that's not you, have a great day. That's a, a, that would be my lead-in to mm-hmm. something like for example the my diet program. And then I have to describe my own story. And and for you Pat let, let's say that's someone who's struggling to figure out how they're going to build their business and reach an audience. So whatever it is think about your own story and you have to describe it with truth and vulnerability and honesty and not worry about what people think or how they'll judge you. You just have you have to take You don't tell a story; you have people relive your story, and so in that, I will then really tap back into like what I was feeling and what I am feeling, and and um, my audience then feels a level of trust because they know I'm not trying to um, come across as better than anyone else. This is just truly what I've been through, Mm -hmm. and then that transition is kind of letting people know that I was searching for a solution. I or I a, a A way to get through this challenge, right, or or searching for that thing that would fix the problem, whatever the problem is. And that's when I start detailing how it was I discovered the solution. This is where people then start selling. Like, let's say, for example, what I'm doing is I'm trying to explain to people how incredibly valuable it is for them to have some form of passive income, even if you love your job and your boss, you say your boss is never going to fire you, you're too valuable. And and I'm speaking to my audience and I want them to become a distributor with my MLM. Or maybe I want them to go through my course that teaches them online marketing. Well, the mistake most entrepreneurs make is that they go, okay, so what I would like to offer you today is, and what it includes is um a video, and then it has some PDF download, like they just start going through yeah. <laughs> the stuff, you right. know, and, the and what you really should be doing is like, instead of saying, you know, detailing it like that, just tell people like, what problems did that solve? Right? And so what, 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 what does it do for you? Like, h- how does this benefit me? Not what is it? But like, how does it how does it benefit me? Most people start talking about quote the features, right? Like it's it's got seven downloads. What do I care? I just I want to know how how does this benefit me? How is this going to change my life? And so if you avoid talking about all the features, um, and you really start thinking about the benefits and. How that fact, that's just your like, and not technically, just really think about your story, your truth, your passion, and how it has benefited you. And in other words, if you just tell people how this, fig, how this worked for you, and if you avoid other people's scripts, because it's not your truth, mm-hmm. right? Like, so some people say, I, I went into um, multi-level marketing uh, because it can help you to, um Uh, bring income into your home if you're a stay-at-home mom. Well, if that's not your truth, you shouldn't even say that because that's a script. If the truth is you didn't feel like you had any purpose and you woke up most days and put your sweatpants on and you were just taking care of your kids and you just didn't feel like you had, you feel guilty to say this. Like I would literally say that. I I feel guilty to say this because I know being a mom is like the most important job in the world. But to be honest, I felt really unfulfilled. I didn't feel like I had importance or significance. And this business forget about the money, I don't even care about that. I was able to help people. And I was able to lead people and I felt significance and importance. So maybe like, when you tell your truth, it's so much easier than like, hearing other people's grips and trying to work it into yours.
0: Right? You know, I love that. Because I think we've gotten to a point, especially in this industry where you kind of know, when that pitch starts, you're like, oh here comes the pitch, right? Right. Especially on webinars, it's like, okay, 45 minutes of value, 15 minutes of pitch. And then you kind of, you you know, like you can Define exactly when that pitch starts to happen. And I think we're, we we just almost expect that now. But when you just have it be real and a part of your story, like it just it just is all infused together, and it doesn't even become a pitch. It just becomes a conversation where the natural conclusion is to simply get whatever it is that you're offering. And I think that I think that's the, that's the way to approach it. And in terms of like the 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 features, I I, I still think those are important to mention but mm-hmm. like listing them out here's what you get this 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 and this is, is no you might want to also make stories about those for example you know when I was learning this stuff I had to read like 10 or 20 books to do it but it's really convenient here because I've only created four videos that walk through the whole thing so you're saving yourself exactly a ton of time. you know what I mean it's like
1: exactly oh my gosh Pat that's so brilliant and that's the this hallmark sign of someone who is serving and not selling you can't you don't feel that because it's not happening. You don't feel that shift to the sale because it's literally not happening. They literally are still serving. And a, I think a person who's truly serving their audience doesn't care if you you know, take advantage of their offer or not. They just want you to avoid the pitfalls, the anxiety, the, the toll it can take on your relationship, your finances, whatever that challenge was. They truly just want you to avoid that. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, you, you do have to have that authentic care for others in order for it to never feel like you're selling.
0: Right, and that often comes with just trial and error and experimentation and, and doing. I mean, you can't just all of a sudden turn on the switch in your head. I mean, I think it comes with experience. And for me, like I was mentioning at the beginning of the show, I had experienced a sale at one point. This is related to the actual program that you were mentioning, the the recurring revenue model of, it was called Breakthrough Blogging. And I really, yeah. I really believed in the product. I knew it was great information, but I think because it was the first time I sold and I was so scared, it, it came across that way from... From people, And although it did very well in the beginning, um, I eventually closed it off and offered everybody a refund even two years later because oh I just gosh. I just had to get that off my chest because it wasn't what I had expected and it wasn't what everybody else expected to. But the big the big part of it in the beginning was I just I just wasn't confident and I, and, and I was doing all the things wrong. But those were lessons that I had to go through and experience in order for me to now with purpose through serving, and with confidence, sell the courses that I now have to offer and do it in a very, very comfortable way. Like, I've never been more comfortable with selling. And I feel great. I mean, you had me on stage selling mm-hmm. Power Up Podcasting on your stage to your people. And I was so worried, Shaleen, when you had challenged me to do that. Uh, for those of you listening, if you don't know what this is, PowerUpPodcasting.com is a, is a course that I created to help people start a podcast and market it and, and keep it going in their business and brand. Shaleen was the one who had had convinced me to actually create this for her audience and it was something mm-hmm. that i had wanted to do but this was like a, gr- a great reason to do it now and so i did it and she said you know you can come speak at my, at my event but only if you sell on stage and st- and sell this product and i initially Chalene, i was like no nope this no i don't do that i would just yeah. i've already feel icky like i've been to mm-hmm. conferences where i've i've listened to people speak and it's great and then all of a sudden i have to s- like spend two thousand dollars to want to continue to work with this per- like i don't want to be that that guy and then you're like no you don't have to be that guy and you taught me the way of being comfortable mm-hmm. with selling through serving like like everything we talked about and it was the most amazing experience because i remember going into that day i was so worried like i knew people were going to buy the product because it's a great product but i was so worried i was going to go home and feel like i was going to have to crawl up into a little ball in the shower and just like like rinse like a thousand times to get the slime off
1: yeah that's how i felt crazy but yeah that i think that's just you know that is um probably from your past experience but i bet it was and I don't mean to speak out of turn but I suspect that your your feeling about that is completely changed cuz you didn't sell from my stage you served and that's in fact that was why I asked you to come cuz there's a lot of already pre-existing podcasting courses but I wanted to serve my audience and so I'm like you know In fact, when we were putting together our itinerary for the Marketing Impact Academy Live, we start by going, "Okay, what does our audience need? What are they asking for that they want to deep dive? And then let's put together an itinerary. And we said we need somebody who can they all want to launch a podcast. And there's all these other courses. But I learned from Pat. You know, and and I believe that Pat is a person who is meant to serve my audience in this regard. So I think approaching it from that standpoint, and I just have to say, I know that you didn't sell because the audience, and this isn't because you're not a phenomenal speaker, it's because you're such an exceptional speaker. The chairs were, there's like a quarter of the people left sitting in the chairs at the end of your speech. And someone's like, "Go oh, get them off the stage. Because the whole back of the room was people who were... You know, clamoring to make sure that they got a spot because they knew this was the first time you'd ever done that, and they wanted they wanted to be served by you.
0: It was so amazing when I had mentioned that I had this course. I got an applause, which was unexpected. (laughs) Before I even wait a
1: second, let's back up. Think about that. That when have you ever sat with someone who said, um, "You, you." By the way, I've got this this thing I'd like to offer you, and heard. There was a round of applause throughout the audience. Like they weren't like saying, oh, boy, now here here comes the sale. They're like, yes, we can buy something from like they really were excited that you were going to be serving them.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was the first sort of small win and boost of confidence during that part. And then before I even mentioned the final price, I saw like 50 people get up and already go to the back of the room and and to and to have um, over 160 people come up to me afterwards and thank me they were thanking me for yeah. that offer it just it just really that was the the nail in the coffin in terms of like my being that these limiting beliefs that I've had and and, and the fear of selling um, I'm so confident in this course and what it can do for people that I just, I just, I just knew. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the difference. And you know, so you could feel that passion from the stage. You never were selling, you were serving throughout it. Even when you were, like you said, going through the features of what your program offers, even each of those features, as you go over them, you saw the benefit that the person listening could see like, Oh wow. Okay. So if I am going to try to figure this out on my own, would he just, Mentioned as a feature in his course is something I've got to consider. Like, how much time do I want to waste? And yeah, do I know how to market my own podcast? And um, I I really do agree with you that it does take practice, but it also the language is helpful too, right? So Mm -hmm. if I can offer this this to your listeners, there's this you know key when you're taking people on this journey and you're explaining your story and you're talking about what you struggled with, and then you start explaining how you found a solution, right? Or uh, how things worked out in in your favor. You you just simply say, and the way I did this was, and when you start talking about the way I did this, and the way I teach other people to do this, what you should be doing is, is you're detailing the solution, mm-hmm. right? And And if people just think of it that way, as opposed to like, okay, now I've got to like do this big uncomfortable, oh, by the way, I'm going to offer you here, offer something here to you. Just imagine that you're taking care of people in every seat, whether or the listener, whether if you're on Facebook Live, the viewer, imagine that you, your goal is to help every single person, even if they don't take action and invest that day.
0: Yeah. I mean- I just needed to say all that and thank you here publicly, Shaleen, because you really pushed me into a place where I didn't think I could go and wow. allowed me to realize things that I didn't know were possible. And I think it's really important that we all have people in our lives that help push us in this way. And I'm very thankful that Shaleen's kind of uh, come into my life and, and have pushed me uh, and, and inspired me. You are a mentor, Shaleen. I, I thank wow. you for that. Um, and so I would highly recommend you all check out Shalene's show. I mean, you have a couple podcasts, right? Uh, where, where can people yes. go and listen to more of you?
1: Uh, business, they can check out Build Your Tribe. And then anything lifestyle, diet, fitness, brain health, relationships, uh, that one is called The Shalene Show. And, and The Shalene Show, I, you know, because it's a lot more varied, there are more um, episodes there. But the Build Your Tribe audience, you know, as I've learned from you, you, you don't just have to have one podcast. And that really allows me to reach folks in the business space. Yeah,
0: I love that, and yeah, you were on an episode in the in our in the past here on SPI episode 167. We'll definitely link to that one as well. That was a big one because you talked about how you've gained these amazing raving fans who you call lifers. Can you just really quick talk about why why, why do you call your raving fans lifers?
1: <laughs> Which is funny because that's what I used to refer to myself when I would think about the people who I. Would take care of. I would say to them like, oh, you can't get rid of me. I'm a lifer." And I would say that to my audience, meaning like, "I'm just going to be up in your dish and you know, trying to help you live your life. You're not going to be able to get rid of me unless you get a restraining order." And I would say that I was lifers to them. And then my um, tribe started calling themselves lifers. And I think all of us have lifers, right? Like, I think the lifers are lifers are the people who they know through time, experience, that you are going to take care of them and your integrity is everything and that level of trust and understanding saves them time and effort and money because they just know they're lifers. They're like, yeah, you know, you've already done the research for me. So if that's something you're recommending, I don't have to therefore do the research because I know you, I know your opinion means you're taking care of me as if I'm family, like Mm -hmm. for life. That's what a lifer is.
0: Love that. Well, I'm a lifer, Chalene. (laughs) I'm very happy and proud to be a part of your audience and just to be your friend and and to have you as a mentor. Thank you so much. And And I know this episode is going to help a lot of people because this is a struggle for many. And I hope you can see through my own experience and my stories, how I've sort of broken through. And it did take a little bit of help from the outside to do it. And hopefully this episode is that help for you. And so thank you, Chalene. I appreciate you coming on and always providing value. And I cannot wait to have you back on the show in the future.
1: Well, Pat, it's been my honor today and truly congratulations on an exceptional course.
0: Thank you. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Shalene Johnson. A lot of great information there. I mean, really, when it comes down to success online and in your business and in life, it really comes down to the mindset, right? And I hope that you realize that selling can be okay, that it's a great thing to do, that it is an amazing way to serve those who are in need. And so I encourage you to really think deeply if you are having these issues related to selling um, to really understand, A, what it is that you're offering and what that can do for people. And if there's a disconnect there between what it is that you're offering and what you are trying to do in order to serve, well, then there's a problem with what it is that you're offering. But once you have that belief, I mean, it's your duty to get it out there and sell it and be honest and authentic along the way. Tell stories like we were talking about and integrate the selling process into your story and the solutions that you're offering. So again, thank you, Chalene, for being on the show. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for supporting me, for supporting the SPI audience, and also for helping me uh, gain the courage and the belief that I could do this. So the next course is Power Up Podcasting at poweruppodcasting.com. You can sign up for the waitlist there. The course opens only between July 17th and July 24th. It'll close down after that because I love to work closely with those brand new students in the Facebook group and also in office hours to make sure they're getting the help that they need. They're getting their questions answered. And I cannot wait to be there to help you through that process. And we have People who are alumni now who have their podcasts up and running uh, between the ages of 20 and 60. We have somebody who's over 60 who just came out with her show and she has now listeners in 12 different countries around the world, thousands of downloads and she's going to be, uh, actually you'll hear her on the next episode uh, coming next week and her success and what she's been able to do with it. Um, and also people who are just starting out uh, their business from scratch. I mean, people who have no audience are starting with a podcast to build up their audience and start to you know turn that in, into a platform that they can run a business from We also have people who have taken the course who have already had businesses and they're using a podcast as the new extension or the new arm of their business to gain new subscribers because you know there's people out there who only want to listen to you, who aren't going to read your stuff, who aren't going to watch you on video, but they are there waiting for your message and your voice. So I cannot wait to be the person who helps you through that process. Again, poweruppodcasting.com. Sign up for the waitlist there. You'll be the first to know when the doors open this coming Monday, July 17th. And if you're listening to this episode in the future and the doors are closed, don't worry, they're gonna reopen again in the future, but I don't know if it's gonna be at the same price and I'm not exactly sure when because um, I'm gonna really focus highly on this current group of students that are coming in next week. So thank you so much. If you want the links and all, everything that was mentioned in this episode, go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 274. Appreciate you. Looking forward to working with you more and I look forward to serving you next week's episode as well. Cheers, guys. Take care. Have a great one.